Bye week. Yeah, what it's up, bye week? Most wonderful time of the year. Can you feel me? Just one goddamn time. Bye week. Uh, here's the deal. No guests this week. We had ideas. We had good ideas. We had some potential guests, and we realized that it it's been too long, at least in our minds, since we've done just a Pete and Deej podcast it hasn't been that long but it has not been that long and also we've had so many weeks off in the last like two months that we shouldn't be we shouldn't feel empowered enough to say oh okay we're on a a great run here it's time for us to to ease off we had like two good episodes and then we were like yeah we could put it in cruise control yes more or less and you know i'm fine with that because Whatever. We've got the schedule. You're getting an episode we, every Friday. We promised the people an episode every Friday. We didn't promise that it'd be a humdinger every Friday. Right. We're not, like, we, as much as I've been by the way, this pitching could be the, Darren Rovell every week, you're yeah. not going to get a Darren Rovell episode every Friday. By the way, this could be the best episode we've ever had, and we're already like teasing it like it's going to suck dick. Punch. We had uh, some ideas for this week, but none of them really felt right. So we decided to uh, to take the bye and just do an old school Deej and Pete Winging shooting it. the breeze, uh, taking some questions from you guys, discussing uh, where we're at in life, all that sort of stuff. Um, real quickly, uh, I just want to put this out there. We're, we didn't do this episode, but I thought it was a hilarious idea, and we just didn't do it because we knew it was probably going to be bad. I was thinking, what if we did an episode on Cam Newton, and our guest was actor Charles Grodin from Beethoven, who played George Newton, and we just picked actor Charles Grodin's brain about Cam Newton. That's the kind of ideas that we have. Even if we don't execute them, we have fucking amazing ideas on this podcast. We could do like a whole podcast about... The podcast ideas that never happened, right? And the reason, so the reason that the Charles Grodin thing, a lot of podcasts that haven't happened to this point, are because of scheduling things, or people reject us, or Kevin Spacey politely says no. Who are you guys? Right, <laughs> but some podcast ideas we just say, like, wouldn't it be funny if we did this? The other one says, yes, it would be, and then we move on with our lives and don't even think <laughs> about doing it. Like, or, like, one of us just doesn't even respond. Yeah. Like, wouldn't this be a good idea? We, uh, there's one uh, where, should I, I don't know if we should say that uh, the R word was playfully thrown around. Uh, we suggested, what if we had Killer Mike on, and we both decided that compared to Killer Mike, uh, intellectually... I'll say it. We'd sound retarded. We would. We we'd sound like retarded people. Yes. Uh, so we didn't. We haven't reached out to Killer Mike as much as we both worship Killer Mike. We're not smart enough to have Killer Mike on with us. We should just do a whole episode on like the word retarded. The, like the like way that Michael Scott says it in the office is like the perfect way to describe the R word. You don't. You don't call retarded people retards. It's bad taste. You call your friends retards when they're acting retarded. Yeah, I understand, and I laughed when I saw that on The Office, but also, it's such a slippery slope, because when people when people dropped hard Fs on people back in the day, it was for the same reason. They, like, I was, and on the playground, I was dropping hard Fs before I knew what that word meant, and like most people, once you learn what that word means, you're like, oh, 
holy shit, and then then you stop. I feel like with uh, the R word, it should be the same thing. Like once you realize uh, kind of what's behind it and that you're belittling people who are born a certain way, then yeah. But I'm not going to say that we didn't both agree that we would sound retarded compared <laughs> to Killer Correct. Mike. Understand it's bad. It's not a word that we use commonly. We were just really trying to to explain it's how much really smarter like Killer Mike that we can do, us like, compared to Killer Mike. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So that was one idea that uh, that we didn't do. I was thinking maybe we should do something at some point on Dirty Grandpa, given that I was very hyped on that coming out. <laughs> you are the uh, only hype man for Dirty Grandpa. No, no, that's not true. Um, What's his name? Uh, fuck, Jim Murray. <laughs> Jim Murray was really? also on the. Yeah, Jim Murray was on the. Uh, Did the he Dirty see Grandpa it? train? And I, that wasn't a what's his name, as in like I don't know who Jim <laughs> Murray is. It was just I was drawing a blank. But uh, I don't know. He he and I both agreed that Arby Plaza is super hot and super cool. So we wanted to see it based on her. I wanted to see it based on you know what. Zac Efron's been in some sneaky good shit. So maybe it won't be the worst. In fact, like I was assuming lately, though? I was assuming the worst part of that movie was going to be Robert De Niro, which spoiler alert, it was. <laughs> Robert De Niro was awful in it, but that's kind of what I expected. I mean, like what has Robert De Niro done lately outside of any David or Russell movies that has been <laughs> right. good? He has his little home base and he does good things with them he and then he in wanders that, he out. He was in like some Netflix movie with 50 Cent. Which is, was he? Yeah. That's so cool. It, it, the movie was so bad. I would and assume it was some Netflix movie with <laughs> Fifty Cent. True. Um, but that, like, when I saw that, I was like, yeah, this guy's going downhill. This is the beginning of the end. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, he goes in and out of doing good things, though. So, But I, everyone could tell that, that, was good, that Robert De Niro was going to be bad in it. And that generally that movie was going to be... Not good. Awful and ridiculous. And I mean, I probably laughed out loud in the theater three or four times, which is for me, that's a super high number. I don't laugh out loud a ton. In fact, I judge people who laugh out loud. What was it laughs like, wow, this is funny, or like, wow, like this is happening? (laughs) No, it it was just uh, how outrageous it was. Like, so spoiler alert to give away one of the laugh out loud parts. Uh, Did you laugh out loud when Robert De Niro drops the end bomb (laughs) during karaoke? Uh, Because that's the only part that I've seen in the movie. And I've only seen it because it was put on Twitter because it's so fucking bad. I can't remember. I mean, end bombs, I have the the same sort of uneasy reaction that I do to hard Fs and retarded. Um, So I don't know if I. I know that that got huge laughs. Really? Yeah. A lot of old white people in the crowd. But um, one of my favorite lines was uh, basically as soon as Aubrey Plaza is introduced, she plays a college senior who uh, is just thirsty. Loves dick. Right. And she, all she wants is to fuck Robert De Niro's character. So there's a lot of dirty talk between them, kind of, or I'd say dirty flirting because it, it's in front of people, uh, just kind of one-upping each other. And it gets to such a high level that it's that you laugh at how absurd it is. And uh, at one point... Yeah, so you just laugh uh, at how dumb it is. <laughs> well, yeah. But God, I didn't think it was going to be fucking... I didn't think it was going to be The Graduate. Um, but they're one-upping each other, going back and forth about what they want to do to each other. And Aubrey Plaza says something to the effect of, like, I want your last breath to be into my <laughs> pussy. Jesus. <laughs> That's the funniest fucking sentence anyone's ever uttered. 
like to say that is like a like a really like like hitting on somebody like flirting with them <laughs> so there it was funny shit like that and i didn't read any review of it still um i know that uh that uprox had a uh a very well received review and i i know that that your boys was first but it seemed that was a common uh common review that was written not just that it was bad but like Holy God, everybody! Yeah. Let's explore what how bad this movie is means to humanity. Yeah, like one of my one of Uprox's biggest movie writers, Mike Ryan, wrote that it was the worst movie that he's ever seen in theaters. So that's definitely not true. I mean, I've if he's a What's movie, the worst critic, movie that you've ever seen in theaters. I don't know, like fucking Operation Dumbo Drop or something like that. But but I mean, we didn't want to do a dirty grandpa episode if both of us hadn't seen it and also we probably didn't ultimately want to do a dirty grandpa episode because yeah, the main reason is because i didn't want to have to go see it <laughs> it it would not have been the worst thing i do not want to i do not want to pay money to go see dirty grandpa also you know what if this helps uh zach efron sings in it doesn't help would that help or no. hurt Th- does it actively I mean, it doesn't hurt? hurt it but like doesn't help it i, I will give, say that shit about it, zach there efron. were why can't we like Zac Efron? I kind of like Zac Efron. I don't dislike Zac Efron. I just don't know what the fuck he's trying to do with his career. I none of us do. It's very confusing. None of us do. He's in really really good shape. Uh, he's very broy, but yet he he it can't seems like he's trying to break out of like the broy thing, and then he goes by back and doing does... a broy DJ movie. Well, it seems like he's trying to like take himself more seriously, and then he does like Dirty Grandpa. He doesn't play a bro in Dirty Grandpa. He plays a very he plays but a lawyer. But it's like a dumb movie. Yeah. Like he wasn't like I'm gonna get awards for this. <laughs> yeah. Well, who fucking knows? He's white, so <laughs> he's got a pretty good chance. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Uh, so we decided. <laughs> is that enough Dirty Grandpa talk? Yes. <laughs> Probably. Uh, all yes. right. So we opened it up for questions. Uh, should we dive into these or yes. or what? All right, so Real Bob Manning asks, what's the closest you've ever come to getting jailed? Uh, that personally struck a chord with me because Bob Manning is assuming that I've never fucking been jailed before. That's God. a pretty good assumption, I think. It is, but uh, <laughs> you, you can go now, first and answer your... two straight weeks, by the way. Last week you said that you... Didn't we uh, say last week that you always look like you've come out of prison, but for a different reason? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I look like I've been to prison for insurance like. fraud. <laughs> Um, I'm like Martin Shkreli. Uh I'm like that kind of criminal. Uh, all right. So the closest that I've come to being jailed, I've never been arrested, um, but I have been PC'd, protective what custody. Is, okay. Uh, and it was just, it's not for an exciting reason. I was just so fucking drunk and didn't know where I was. And so I, I, I honestly like still don't know the story of, of how I ended up where I was, but like I was in the middle of Watertown in Watertown Square, I believe. Dangerous place, man. Yeah. Gotta go into protective custody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh it was like went out in Boston with my friends. I think what happened, my best guess would be that I just got way too shit faced and then I tried to take an Uber home by myself, uh or back to my friend's house, um, which was in like a like a street down the road from where I ended up getting picked up. And I just like, couldn't tell him exactly where it was. Oh God. The Uber driver. So he was just like, I'm just going to drop you off. Yeah. And he just dropped me off in the middle of Watertown square. And then I'm assuming that like a police officer just came by or something like that. And was like, this kid's a fucking idiot. Probably. And, like, so tri- far. And yeah. tried to bring me to where I needed to go. And I just couldn't tell him. And he was like, 
all right, I'm just going to have to bring you to the station. And then my, wow. my mom came and picked me up at like five in the morning. But I didn't end up in like a jail cell or anything. It sounds like people were so helpful and nice to you. About like yeah, like it, super, super nice. <laughs> I had I was afforded every opportunity to get out of it, and I just couldn't do it. Lovely experience, really. So That's I think, I wa- no, I wasn't thrown in a jail cell. I think I was handcuffed to a chair in the lobby, though. Wow. <laughs> You're like, just to make right. sure that I didn't go anywhere. Right. They were like, <laughs> you're like, can you just say I'm under arrest or something? Yeah, so like, I can honestly, least... that's way less humiliating to be thrown into a jail cell than handcuffed in the main lobby of a police station. So you've never been arrested, but you do fucking suck at being drunk. Oh, that's, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so bad at drinking. Uh,. I had a similar experience. It didn't involve the cops or whatever, but when I was in uh, Prague with the the Bruins opened the regular season in Prague the year they won the cup, and uh, I finished working before everybody else, so I started like drinking with one group and then joined up with another group, and uh, basically my drinking day was much, 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 much longer than everybody else's. And I got blackout, don't know what happened, woke up on the side of a road by myself, and uh, I called my boss, Rob Bradford. Uh, there was a big time delay because we were in, on different continents, you see, and uh, I was just talking fucking gibberish to him. It's a long-distance phone call, It's too. a long-distance phone po- uh, Yeah, he was, he was like at the movies or something, and he saw that I was calling, and he calculated the time and was like, what the fuck could be happening right now? <laughs> so I called him and told him I was going to get a cab, and then I got a cab, and I'd taken out a bunch of money that day, so like cash wasn't an issue. So we, the ga- cab gets to my hotel, and I reach into my pockets, and there's no money, but my pockets are overflowing with pretzels. <laughs> And uh, there were a lot of unsolved mysteries that night. Uh, I know that one of the bars I went to, I'd remembered that there were pretzels there, but at some point I must have just filled my pockets with pretzels. Uh, didn't get arrested for that. Also, didn't get hostiled for that or sla- Like I, I was afraid going on that trip. Yeah. Like, what if, what if I get into a situation with, like, I just, I was like, if there's any pretty girl that wants to talk to me in Europe, nope, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Which, Keeping you know, the chastity let's belt be honest on. here, no pretty girl in Europe wants to talk <laughs> right. to you. <laughs> Probably wasn't going to be an issue anyway. <laughs> and um, if it was at any point that night, I'm sure I, I threw pretzels at her or something. Yeah, I, I black out all the time. But uh, blacking out in a foreign country is very, very terrifying to me. I The, the next day, I remember thinking, because I actually was concerned going over there, like, got to watch out for human trafficking, all this shit. I'm going to be by myself a lot. And uh, the next day, I was like, holy fuck. Fuck, Europe had its chance. Like, if it if it wanted, you're lucky it was in Mexico. Right? Yeah. If it wanted to to kill me or chop me up or uh, what's the movie? Prime uh, for the taking. What's that? Prime I was for the fucking taking. begging for it. A fucking loud drunk American End with me. nothing with nothing but pretzels. I have nothing right. but pretzels. Kill me. I probably had no identification on me or whatever. They like there was, I was just a fucking drifter to them. And they didn't do anything. So thank you. You're lucky. Uh, So I didn't get arrested, didn't get in trouble with the law that night. Uh, I have been, I don't know if it counts as arrested, but um, we were, I was visiting my friend Pat in New York and we uh, were drinking on the, uh, on the subway and we were switching trains and we were like brown paper bagging it. And we were walking from one train to the, to the other and some guy who's reading a newspaper in a Hawaiian shirt 
is like, hey, guys, can I talk to you? And so this is fucking New York. If somebody if in a weird Hawaiian shirt says, can I talk to you, you just assume another fucking New York weirdo going to not talk to this person. So we just ignore him and keep walking. And the guy starts walking towards us, and he's like, guys, I know you can hear me. Come on. Got to come over here. God, talk to me. And we are not at all thinking that this is a cop. And then we see another guy, like, where the newspaper is closing in on us. So we're surrounded by these two undercover cops who had it out for us, apparently, because they saw that we were drinking. So they stop us, and they're like, what's in those bags? And I was like, what specifically? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, 16-ounce can of Miller Lite. And they were like, all right, you're coming with us. So they take us to... uh, this little like detention room center police little thing that they have in the subway and we're sitting there they take our beers from us they take our IDs all this stuff um, and we're just sitting there and we're like fuck like are we in we are we under arrest are we in trouble what's what's going on so we're just sitting there for a couple minutes and uh, then because we'd been drinking uh, the alcohol started to hit us <laughs> and <laughs> my friend Pat just starts like sending subtle to extremely not subtle jabs at the officers like uh sorry like sorry bro can't be the only uh can't be the first person who didn't want to talk to you because you're wearing that fucking shirt and like <laughs> <laughs> like eventually just shitting on this guy in a very like playful yet don't talk this way to someone who just arrested you kind of way and uh eventually we develop some sort of rapport with these cops and at some point one cop says to the other one, these guys are getting their beers back. And we're like, what did they just say? <laughs> and they're like, guys, come on up here. Get your beers. Sit back down. Be cool. Drink them quickly. We're like, okay. And That's we, we like double checked them. We're like, you're not going to like double arrest us <laughs> or anything. And they're like, no, no, just, just come on. Be, be cool. So See if we fall into this trap right, again. <laughs> which would have been amazing. We're like, And then we had to go to prison. Um, no, so we like cheers and everything, and we we drank our beers, and then there was this like really cute girl uh, outside. Uh, there were these two cute girls. One of them also had a brown paper bag, so I was like, "Hey, can you bring her in here?" <laughs> and the cops did, and oh they were like, yeah. "Man, you got a beer, you got to come in here." So she came over and was like hanging out with us. It, she went through the same thing in the first like five minutes. She was scared, and then they were like, "Yeah, whatever, just hang out, drink, <laughs> do whatever you want." And uh, yeah, that was that was it. Uh, the girl awesome. liked my friend more than she liked me, and my friend was gay, so nothing happened for anybody. But uh, it was a very fun. We had to pay like a fifteen dollar fine, but it was the coolest fucking experience ever. Yeah, that and when like we were late to the party ev- that we were going to, everyone was like, "What happened? Why are you so late?" And then we got to tell that fucking story all night. That sounds like the plot of Superbad Two. <laughs> Pretty really much. Does. Yeah, that was the, that's like McLovin's holdup. Yeah. It was awesome though. Yeah. The only the only way that like that could have that story could have been better is if like the cops went with you to the party afterwards yeah. or like one of you got so drunk drinking inside the little cop booth that you like walked out and just fell into like the subway tracks and died. Oh <laughs> god. And the other one had to testify and it was just like really painful. <laughs> like, yeah, this guy gave him. us our beers back. Right. What an idiot. Right. And the the thing is, we would have gotten in no trouble and those guys' lives would have been ruined. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we should. We were actually thinking about that that night. We were like, "What if we just fucking told on those cops after <laughs> they were super cool to us?" 
if we just yeah the, the thing about cool cops is that they're terrible cops they're <laughs> yeah. always terrible yeah cops. oh my god there was a cop at uh, at unh who said he's like if i see a guy driving down like the street and it's maybe a little suspicious maybe he's been drinking um it's like a huge battle as to whether or not i do anything because i gotta assume he's really close to where he's going and if I pull him over, there's this much paperwork, and then this happens, and then what's going to happen to this poor kid and everything? And I'm like, he gets arrested for a DUI, right? <laughs> like, isn't that what happens to him? So, yeah, like, you're right. Cool cops are really, really shitty bad cops. Yeah. Um, so, uh, no, no other arrest stories? No, no, no other run-ins with the law? Super boring. Yeah, we're so fucking bland, white idiots. Um, Matthew Nolan asks... What character from Friends would each presidential candidate be? Did you put any thought into this? No. <laughs> I did. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to say that, that Donald Trump would be Ross because they're both the worst. You said that, and that's so fucking lazy. It is lazy, yeah, so, but it's true. It, so I spent maybe three minutes total on just jotting these things down, not overthinking them at all. Um, give me a candidate, and I'll tell you who they are. Wouldn't I give you a character, and then you tell me what candidate they are? We could do either. All right, then give me Ross. No, let's not do that, because some are specific characters that you wouldn't think of. Okay. Um, all right, then give me Trump. Donald Trump is Chandler's boss, Doug. Obviously. Certainly wouldn't have named that as one right, of the no, characters. No, no, because he's successful. He's super inappropriate, out of line, just an enormous, giant dick bag. But he's successful. He's definitely more so uh, Trump than Ross is. Another good comparison for that would be uh, uh, Monica's boyfriend, Pete, who just has so much fucking money that but he just Pete's, gets... He's a good guy. Pete's a good guy. Good guy, but like in the sense that he just has so much fucking money that he's bored, so he becomes a UFC fighter. Right. So Donald Trump <laughs> just has so much fucking money and is bored, wants to be president. And he's, I mean... And everybody else around him is just like, you're a fucking idiot. Right. Why this fucking isn't going to work. <laughs> but yeah, but Pete didn't end up becoming the... Mo the, the didn't become I guess, like the a... the second like a favorite to win <laughs> yeah. the UFC championship. Fair enough. Um, all right, hit me with another. Um, uh, Bernie Sanders. Bernie is Ross. Because no! he's Jewish. No! <laughs> because he's Jewish and can be kind of crazy, but ultimately he's a lot more stable than his first impression might indicate to you. So when you first see Ross, you're like, fuck this. And you might still ultimately think that about him, but the more you learn about him, the more you see how, how much he smashes, you're, you're like, okay. I don't know about that, because Ross Ross comes off probably, and like the first impression probably comes off as a semi-normal person. Then you get to know him a little bit better, and you're like, wow, this dude fucking married a lesbian, has been... Mar marries people within like the first five minutes of meeting them and is just generally a terrible person. So then would, would Monica be a better uh, Bernie? Yeah, I think because that's Monica's, probably a better... Monica's kind of She comes She comes off crazy. as fucking tapped, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I th just still think that she's kind of tapped. She's just like... But Hillary's tapped. Yeah, but we're talking about Bernie. Here. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I, think, I do think that Monica's a better comparison than... Uh, it's got to be one of the maybe, Gellers. Or Phoebe, too Jewish. Maybe Phoebe. They're, they're both. They're both Jewish. Like they, they, they need to have that that one thing in common. Like Hillary. So I didn't. Let me see. Did I have any? 
I didn't have many girls as guys and guys as, as girls. So, um, yeah. F- you'd say Phoebe for Bernie? No, no, Phoebe actually would be good for Bernie. she's just, like, fucking... Out there. think that she's, like, just ridiculous. Yeah. But she's actually, like, a... She is ridiculous, but kind of a pretty good person. Well, for the most ridiculous candidate uh, in my... And I'm, I'm trying to do this without... I don't love any of the candidates. Let's don't inject uh, too yeah, much politics. Right, yeah, I don't love any of the candidates, so, like, I don't think that I'll come off as too pro whomever and too anti whomever. But Ben Carson is a fucking whack job. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he's Mr. Heckles. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. He's Fair enough. Like, couldn't you see in the debate him talking about his cat and the moderator being like, Dr. Carson, <laughs> yeah. you don't have a cat. I could have a cat. I could have a cat. Yeah. So I think that's the, probably the best one. Ben Carson is Mr. Heckles. Um, Chris Christie is ugly naked guy. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. I was so I was going to do Chris Christie was Joey because they both like sandwiches, <laughs> <laughs> but ugly naked guy is better. This is the simplest reason to compare <laughs> him to Joey. Yeah, we're being pretty way uh, less sex. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I will say I don't want to inject too much politics into this, but I will say that I'm pretty sure that Chris Christie is really glad that 9/11 happened. Um, it's literally his only. If he can't use the like word lead, selling then, point, yeah, all he can talk about is how much he led. Literally everything that he like tries to sell himself is about how good he was during 9/11, and how good he was after uh, what's its, uh, his, his basically the slogan for his campaign is "I cared about 9/11 better than you." Right. Um, yeah. Uh, who else could? Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> Joey or Ugly Naked Guy are probably the best for. For him, um, <laughs> Hillary. Hillary is. It's, who do you think? Well, you told me beforehand, and I agree with it. Did I? Yeah, it's Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Hillary's Explain Rachel. Because um, she's very well put together, and you you see her, and you you you. I like Hillary, by the way. Uh, I, but <coughs> she's. Uh, what I, did I write down? Oh, ultimately, a lot more. Uh, no, that was for. Uh, let's see. Very well put together, but also comes off as crazy at points. Yeah, and I think what you said to me was that that women like her. Yeah. Uh, but she's like tapped. Yeah, Secretly. much like they like yeah. Rachel. Yeah. Like women, also, like women loved the Rachel hairstyle and everything. I think both are very manipulating. Okay. And um, just very two faced ish. Hmm. You know what's fucking crazy? Hillary's going to lose to the cool Democrat that she didn't understand was cool twice in a row. Isn't that fucking crazy? I don't follow politics enough to understand what you're talking about. I'm, sa- I'm saying, like, Barack uh, leapfrogged her last time, and now Bernie's going to leapfrog her. I hope so. That's, that's fucking crazy. It, but the thing is, last time, the, the cool guy was like the, y- the young black guy. And now it's the old, old ass. Now it's the oldest Jewish <laughs> guy from Vermont. It's fantastic. It's, it's like the two extreme. Not fantastic, again, not because I'm anti-Hillary or anything, but it's just like two extreme yeah. opposite ends of the spectrum. It's like, it's like, all right, this young black guy beat us. We, we are fine. We're going up against the, the oldest dirt white Jewish guy this year. We're going to be fine. We're in the clear. And it's like, oh, fuck, this guy's wicked cool, too. It's fucking fascinating. And like, all the young hip people love, uh, love Bernie. Yeah, it's so it blows my mind. It's I love it's Bernie. fascinating. Bernie's 
Bernie's, uh, again, not politically speaking, in general, Bernie's, Bernie's pretty awesome. Um, let's see, who else do we have? Uh, Ted Cruz is season seven Chandler because his face looks like it's supposed to have a lot more stuff under all that skin. <laughs> That's that so is fucking, fucking perfect. But like, put those guys next to each other. I don't know how to on the computer. I feel like you do. Uh, <laughs> that is pretty perfect. That's like whenever I I see Ted Cruz, I'm like, I just want to grab his cheeks and pull for like a mile. It's so fucking it's gross. Um, Rick Santorum. I have no idea who the fuck that is. To be honest, perfect with you. because he's Joey. Because he's a presidential candidate, like Joey's an actor. <laughs> <laughs> and much oh, like man. Joey, Joey used to be able to say, like, or for a long time, he was like, I was on Days of Our Lives. I was Dr. Drake Ramore. Uh, Rick Santorum, who's in like a thousandth place right now, can be like, like I was a presidential candidate. No, but he can be like, last time I fucking beat Mitt Romney in Iowa. Like, I was kind of a legitimate guy for like 45 minutes. And now he's. He's fucking doing mac and cheese, and he's <laughs> auditioning for soup commercials and fucking up the noodle soup lines. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know too much about Rand Paul. Yeah. But he seems. It seems like he fucking runs every year. Is that correct or no? Or is there I somebody actually, else who runs every fucking year? I uh, Rand Paul's relatively young, so I'd be surprised who, if he. All right. Runs. Who's the person who fucking runs all the time? As like an independent, and Ralph like, Nader. Yes, Ralph Nader. Okay, oh. Ralph Nader is Gunther. He's yeah. just fucking there, and yeah. he doesn't like. You don't feel strongly either way about him, but he's just fucking there, and you know he's not going anywhere. When I was in school, uh, and he wants something so bad, he wants the presidency right. so bad, and Gunther wants uh, Rachel, Rachel so yeah. bad. We uh, in elementary school, and then like all through middle school and stuff. Uh, me and my friend John, whenever it was like. Uh, election season, you know, like they in elementary school, they do all this like patriotic stuff and everything and be like, oh, it's the election. It's very important. And me and my friend John, when we were in elementary school, we thought it'd be funny. Like, let's say that we want Nader to win just because that fucking guy's there. And then like, you know, you get to middle school, high school and everything. And he's just still pushing as hard as he ever was. Oh, man. God bless you, Ralph. I will say as somebody who is not into politics, like at all. I will say that Donald Trump might be like the best thing to happen to American politics because I just looked at him and I was like, when he was start was running and like started gaining steam, I was like, you know what? I gotta fucking learn about politics because I gotta vote because <laughs> yes, he cannot good. be president. I was wondering where you were going with that, and I was like, if you think that anything that there was anything good from <laughs> uh, Donald Trump running for president. No, it's just that he's so fucking bad of a candidate. So, by the way, I've I, established this point. I, I, I'm registered as independent, but I'm leaning towards the Democrats, if you can't tell. Fucking uh, <laughs> Ben Carson and Donald Trump are my fucking worst nightmares. Go on. That's basically all I, all yeah, I was trying like, to say is that like, Donald Trump has scared me into like being uh, knowledgeable about politics so that I can vote for anybody but him. Yeah, it's... Uh, at some point, it's last like six months probably. I've I've started to dabble more in politics and looking closely at the election and everything. I think it's just like an adult thing. You realize like there's possibilities that the world could fucking end if <laughs> the wrong person wins. So I have a theory about Donald Trump, by the way. Um, my theory is that 
he doesn't want to be president. I think that he like he he's doing it as a he, favor to Hillary. No, I think that he was he started doing it just to kind of be in the spotlight. He has so much fucking money. He's got nothing fucking better to do. Uh, so to help his brand and to get to get him out there. Oh, where's Darren? We need him. Yeah. To, just to get out there and to, like, get exposure, he was like, you know what? I'm going to run for president. And, and ruin a uh, ruin the Republican Party in the process. Yeah. And, like, all, like, I don't think that he thought that he could win, but well, I mean, he started he knows getting all he this. Can't win. Yeah, so he's getting all this support, and pe- people are like, wow, he could actually win. And so, like, the more and more his campaign goes on, the more and more ridiculous shit that he says. Yeah. And it g- just gets... Like, it just keeps getting more and more ridiculous. And I think that what he's trying to do is just lose on purpose. Well, he's helped uh, he's helped Bernie Sanders, I would imagine, immeasurably, in that Bernie Sanders was supposed to be the crazy fucking, the guy with the crazy ideas. And uh, nothing that Bernie says sounds too crazy next to, to Donald Trump. I mean, the shit that Ben Carson says is, like, kind of comparable. But, uh, like, people in purple states... If they have to decide between Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump, I'm guessing they're going to lean towards the the non-racist monster. Yeah, I would I would assume so. You know what's also funny? Bernie Sanders is going to be 75 uh, at the start of the next presidential term. All these other people are fucking like Hillary's going to be 69. All these nice. Uh, all these people <laughs> are. They're all like 70, 71. What? Like they're not too. Bernie's not that fucking old, man. Oh, four or eight years down the road, I could see him losing it a little yeah. bit. But well, what's going to happen is Bernie's going to win, um, and he's going to serve one term, and then whoever comes in after Bernie is going to be like, "All right, so none of that shit anymore." <laughs> and so, so my prediction is that uh, Sanders will win, and we'll spend four years taking steps towards becoming more European. And then, as soon he's as he's done, completely erased. It's like, all right, now that that guy's gone, <laughs> we gotta bomb somebody or do something. We gotta shake out all it's that. Not a stuff. bad, not a bad prediction. Yeah, um, Jeb yeah, Bush. This is way. <laughs> Wait, who is Jeb Bush and uh and your friends? So place? I couldn't think of some. Initially, I just put Ross because he's so fucking whiny. You know, who but J- you know who Jeb Bush might be? Fucking Traeger. Ooh, yeah. Just he, like he's just this he's big dumb idiot. Yeah. Uh, and he, like, he's a baby. Yeah. Like, Jeb Bush is a baby. Yeah. Uh, that's not bad. Yeah. I would say that he's Traeger. Um. What else we got? There's way more politics that I want to discuss, by the way. Let's finish yeah. up this friends list. So th- those were actually all the people that I had, but now I'm yeah. thinking of different characters who have it's been on minor the show. Characters. Yeah. Like, I'd, I like the idea of having minor characters as these people. Um, like, that's why I think that, that Chandler's boss for Trump is good. Traeger for Jeb Bush is really good um shit who else like who is uh what's her face uh selma blair's character who's selma blair you know who selma blair is no she's uh she on friends she was uh somebody who worked for chandler when he was in tulsa and she's just this super hot oh he's she's the one who who tried to bang him right okay which uh, unrealistic stuff happens on that (laughs) show man but Selma Blair throwing herself at Chandler. This would be who good, happens uh, to be married to Courtney Cox. Yeah. this would be a good, uh, good topic for Lozo. Would Unrealistic you? stuff in Friends. No, just like uh, minor characters relating to. Yeah, yeah. Topic. I was actually thinking of like looping Lozo in. 
for this segment. But then we were going to have to record it the parts separately and everything. And Lozo's not a big enough fucking deal <laughs> to to warrant all that that work. So, um, yeah. What else we got? Uh, let's see. John Halsey asks, would you rather be feared or loved? It's a that, dangerous one that, for us both, I think. Yeah. That, I mean, it's great to be loved. I I think that I would choose to be loved. But depends on what the context is. Because, like, if it's, like, in your family life, obviously you want to be loved uh, by, like, your immediate family and things like that. Um, but, like, when it comes to workplace things, like, being feared is good because people respect you they don't more. fuck with you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Don't take advantage of you. Hmm. Um, but you brought up an interesting point. I don't know how to go about this. It makes me sound like a bad guy. <laughs> um, I don't know which I would rather. Like, I don't necessarily want to be feared, and I don't necessarily want to be loved. Uh, I agree Ideally, with... Ideally, it's somewhere in between. Yeah, yeah. Um, the whole family thing. Like, I, I want to be loved in the sense of, like, I want people to have my back, and I want uh, people to, to support me and stuff. Or, like, if I ever need help, I want someone to be like, I care about this person enough that I'm going to do stuff for them. I don't like being relied upon, though, and I feel that that uh, can be a uh, a segment of of love. Is is that <laughs> why? Like why? Why? Like, I, why like, I'll, you? I'll tell you. Like the the worst part of like a, a a courting or a relationship or whatever for me is the realization of like. Are you talking about like a like a intimate relationship? Yeah, like yeah, a sexual yeah, relationship? like a romantic relationship. Yes. Like that. Like, uh, this person actually cares about like cares about me and relies on me and stuff that's the then worst part that's that th- there's pressure that comes with that like i don't, I don't sure. like to matter to somebody else <laughs> you know it makes yeah. me sound like a dick but no i've, I've, I've just experienced no, that. I, i've experienced like when i've realized yeah. if i really like somebody and then they really like me back i'm like great we both really like each other but the second i think this person might like me or rely on me or need me a, a smidgen more than i need them it's like oh fuck! I'm like I'm this person's yeah. world. I can't be yeah. that. Gotta go. Yeah, that's that's like the oh fuck moment. It's like, well now if I f- screw up, I'm gonna fuck up this person's life. Right. Yeah. So so th- that's it. Yeah. I don't want to ruin somebody's life, <laughs> and I feel that love can make and that I, happen. And I, yeah, I do. I do agree with that, and I don't trust myself not being a fucking idiot to yeah. let that happen. Right. It's like you gotta really have faith in yourself. Not to ruin this person's life, and I'm just not at that point. <laughs> yeah, you know, have you seen Five Hundred Days of Summer? Uh, pieces of it. Oh, I know. Dude. I gotta watch it. Um, so I mean, I, I've been there. I've definitely been on the uh, the Joseph Gordon Levitt side of it, where you like somebody so so much that if they liked you back that much, then it would be fucking awesome. But you know that it's gonna always gonna be more of a chase than it actually is. But when she says to him, like, just a heads up, like not looking for anything too, too serious, and I don't want anyone's, like, feelings to get hurt and shit like that. If a girl that I really cared about said that to me, I'd be like, oh, yes. Like, (laughs) marry me for that. I know that you're saying you don't want anything too serious, but, like, I could do this kind of relationship forever. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. I don't know. Relationships are, like, I feel like a lot of the times you're like, wow, this is going great. And then it's like, hey, love you. And it's like, Fuck. Yay. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I don't... 
I thought before I said it that it was going to make me sound like a huge, huge asshole, and maybe it does, but I also think that that's a relatively common thing because I mean I've, I, you, I'm sure you've been with people who uh, who feel this, the same thing that like they they like you they're interested they're having a good time but then once they get the sense that you, you want them you want them to be interested but you don't want them to be more interested than you're interested right and that's by no means suggesting that they're crazy or anything no actually if they like me that much then yeah <laughs> that's Probably, a suggestion yeah. that they're crazy but yeah uh, so uh, in that sense being loved can be but a, I don't think you want to be feared it's just you don't want to be <laughs> I you don't <laughs> in an intimate I, relationship i want to be feared i want to sense the fear in her <laughs> no it's like you just don't want to be super loved or yeah loved, i want to be tolerated loved, you don't want to be loved more than you're comfortable all i want to be is tolerated. tolerated i want i want to tell someone i love them and then have them be like good for you champ that's <laughs> do you oh god um yeah, that that wasn't as bad. I th- I thought that was gonna turn into like some crazy therapy session shit. Um, it's it seems that we're actually kind of both on the same page there though. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. C T Duval asks, I just need an update on DJ's seventieth annual diet fad. Uh, thanks, C T. Or is it my <laughs> friend Corey? It's not. Um, the I'm uh, nearly a month paleo now. Uh, at the one month point, I will begin to do my own version of paleo which is a common thing people do paleo for a little while and they add what they feel that they can add to it i'm gonna be adding peanuts uh alcohol and uh pizza because i just can't do any sort of diet without alcohol or pizza um but the paleo thing has generally gone well i've lost uh, a decent amount of weight i didn't realize uh that eating a shitload of dried fruit means pumping yourself full of sugar so for most of this paleo month I have been uh, probably, um, I guess, fighting the, the any sort of weight loss or feeling better process by depositing way too much sugar into my body. So now that I've realized that dried fruit is only supposed to be an in-moderation thing, I'll probably be feeling better and sleeping better and all that, that shit soon. But uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep doing uh, something of a version of paleo. I, I'd like to eat meat and vegetables and all that shit so yeah dude i don't look any different no not at all yeah (laughs) it's there's one part of my body that uh is just still too big so i need to my penis i (laughs) need to uh, (laughs) where are we going with this no uh yeah i I, i'd still like to to I, i need to do a little longer before i start to legitimately beat colin jost so yeah how so like well, how like how far on the scale of beating Colin Jost are you? Uh, I'd say that by the in February I'll be better looking than Colin Jost. We'll like, see. Late February, okay. yeah. I, I need I need to work my ass off. I need to clearly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's the big no. That actually isn't the, the part I'm talking about. I don't want to say it because then it it'll throw people off, and then every time they they see me, they'll be like, "Oh fuck, that person. That is wrong with that person." Is it your nose? <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying to work my nose off. No. Um, I'll just say it. I got fucking big ass thighs. Hate them. Yeah. Like, I've, I've like, my sh- all my shirts are fitting better now, and, like, a lot of clothes and suits fit me better now, but I still don't like my thighs. So that's, that's <laughs> just me being real about. Now, anybody who listens to this is just going to chirp you on Twitter for your thighs. Right. They're going to be like, hey, Literally. thigh master, why don't you? <laughs> hey, thunder thighs. Thunder, yeah, th- please. 
I've been calling myself that longer than anyone could could ever give me shit for. Um, uh, what were we talking about recently that you said you were going to start watching? Friday Night oh, Lights. Oh, Friday Night Lights. So yeah. you started watching it. How far are you? Uh, four episodes in. Four or five. Four. Um, but I've, I, 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 so what always happened with me in Friday Night Lights, I was like, I know I'm going to like this show. I should get into it. Everybody always talks about how great it is. I like football, blah, blah, blah. So I always, I always watch the first episode. And I think I've watched the first episode like four times. And every time I watch it, I'm like, eh, that wasn't that good. I'm not going to watch the rest of it. Well, yeah, that definitely was the case the first time I saw that. But I, you just keep watching. It's, it's that not will, as bad as The Wire with like how bad it is early on. No, no, I know. And it's like, I don't know why I went in with that mindset. It's because, like, you can't judge the first episode of any show. Like, you can't judge a show based on the first episode of any show. Yeah, so, right. So I, I finally, like, went through it yesterday. And I started yesterday, and I watched, like, four episodes. And I was like, damn, this is really good. I'm definitely into it. Like, I knew that I was going to like it. It just was the matter of putting in the effort. Can I ask you, um, do you... By the way, we, we recently found out that we have a Friday Night Lights collect connection on the show. So at some point, uh, we may be having a Friday Night Lights. A Friday Night Lights. Oh, we're, yeah, we're, we're going to at some point, now that you're watching it anyway. Fidelberg will probably be involved. But um, do you hate Lila Garrity yet? Um, she is Mika Kelly, right? Yes. I mean... Kind I of. fucking hate her more than I think. I, I mean, I, it's I, not necessarily I, a common thought. Like a lot of people yeah. like her. I mean, I don't have thought. I don't have as much of a scope of her as you do. So I, I feel don't have like enough. once season one really gets cranking, maybe you're not far enough into it yet. But it got when I was watching Friday Night Lights. When it got to um, when it got to like the thick of season one, every time they showed Lila Garrity and her storyline, I was like. Letting out audible, like, God, anything else. <laughs> Go back to other shit. I mean, she's definitely Show not me the, the paralyzed best player more. <laughs> <laughs> she's definitely not the best character or anything, or anything. And, like, I've already got to the point where she cheats on her boyfriend, her paralyzed boyfriend with his best friend. Yeah. Which, like, it doesn't not get any a better. great person. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, does, it doesn't get any better. And her voice becomes so, like, and I know. Like, I know, I already know that Tim Riggins is, like, everybody's favorite character or whatever, and everybody loves him So, or you know, he's gonna, like, he's not gonna die or anything. I, I mean, I don't know that for sure, but... The ghost of Tim Riggins is great <laughs> in season six. So, I know that, I know that Taylor Kitsch is Tim Riggins, and that people love his character, and they're always like, ah, oh, Tim Riggins is gulls. So, you know that there's, like, a redemption thing. Yeah, and so, so it's like, I'm, I'm just waiting for it, but I'm like, eh, this guy is... Trying to bang his best, best, his paralyzed, not visiting his paralyzed best friend in the hospital. And Too then he busy bangs fucking his girlfriend. His girlfriend. <laughs> it's like, is, this is not what I was expecting from this character. Who has time to visit your paralyzed friend in the hospital when you're when spending you, when your, all your days? Your girlfriend. <laughs> right. Um, oh, God. Now, so now that you made that point, I've got a point that I wish I could make right now to Feidelberg if you were here, but it would be such a spoiler for you because uh, I just realized something about Tim Riggins, but. God, that's going to be great once we do that. Um, so, yeah, I guess we should wrap this up. Uh, we've, uh, we can say, like we do every week, we've got some great shit in the works, and it's coming up and everything. You know what? Maybe we do, and maybe we don't. Maybe next week you're going to hear just us again. Setting the bar fucking low. Next week is going to be a dog shit episode, right. and it's just going to be us you slobbering know, all over the mics for an hour. You know the puppy bowl? It's gonna <laughs> be all, the, all the dog shit from the puppy bowl is going to be... Uh, that's going to be us next that's week. That's going to be our guest next week. We're yes. going to interview the dog shit from the Puppy Bowl. 
Yeah. All right. So, uh, okay. That'll, that's, talk to you guys.